Welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland, a psychotherapist, sensitivity expert, and founder of the Sensitive Empowerment Community. My mission is to support and empower you so you can thrive to your fullest potential and share your many needed and valuable gifts with the world. For HSP resources and a free sensitivity quiz, visit sensitiveconnection.com. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy that you're here today. Hello. Hi, Julie. Hi there. So great to have everybody here today. Oh, so let's get started in what we're doing. So just to welcome everybody to our 23rd event in our Sensitive Empowerment Community. I'm Julie B. Elland, and I'm a psychotherapist and sensitivity expert and the founder of our community, our Sensitive Empowerment Community. And every week we get together live with these amazing events. And I really wanted to open up today's event to everyone because I think that we could all use some connection and some empowerment. And I'm just really excited about our topic today. Um, so I've worked with thousands of highly sensitive people and I call them HSPs for short all over the world now for several years. And I, anybody that has followed my work knows how passionate I am about this community. And uh, I came across our, our, our featured guest today, I came across his article, one of his articles, and was really moved by what he was talking about because it really aligned with my own beliefs about this population of people that make up 20% of the population who have this trait of high sensitivity. And I thought he was as enthusiastic as I am about the gifts. And I was really excited about that part. So today's event, uh, and I actually want to say too, if anybody wants to say hello and say where you're from, you can actually do that in the chat. I'd love to see where everybody is from today. Um, so today's event, the coming evolution from highly sensitive into high sensory intelligence and what is really possible for us as HSPs with Willow McIntosh. Willow is the founder of Illuminance and the leader of the high sensory intelligence movement. He is a speaker, author, and business mentor specializing in facilitating heart-centered coaches, empathic leaders, and people with the trait of sensory processing sensitivity. So welcome, Willow. Thank you so much for having me here, Julie. It's wonderful to be here. Ah, it's so nice to meet you. I love, I kind of love doing this where I meet my guests at the same time as everybody else meets you. So I'm just, I've been looking forward to this for months. We, we talked about this months ago and, and uh, had you queued up as a guest. So it's been very exciting. We have people talking about where they're from, which is kind of fun. We've got, <clears throat> let me go through this a little bit. Belgium, Kentucky, US, Paris, Oklahoma, uh, Washington, Denmark, uh, New Mexico, the UK, India, uh, San Francisco, Florida, oh my goodness, New Jersey, I'm so excited, Minnesota, Colorado, Texas, they just keep on coming, super exciting. Uh, what wonderful, right, to see people from wonderful. all over the world coming together right now, especially right now. Um, yeah. So Willow, tell us a little bit about, um, your reason for wanting to present this event today and, and what we're going to be talking about. 
Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for the introduction there. And welcome, everyone. It's really, really great to see you all here. Um, and I'm super excited to be sharing this content with you and understanding more about you through questions and uh, Q&A, perhaps. I don't know if we're doing that, um, if we have time, but um, that would be wonderful. Yes, yeah, so um, we'll, we can open up some time for some Q&A if anybody wants to. I'll try to monitor the chat box for you and then we'll open up specifically for some Q&A as well. Um, and let's just make everybody that's watching, please go ahead and make sure you're muted. Stupid one. Um, so we can make sure that we are um, just listening to the speaker at the moment. Okay, Willow. Yay. Great. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so um, I am very excited to share what I'm here to share with you today and hugely passionate about this coming evolution that we are all a part of as people with this incredible trade and understanding what it really means to make this shift from the idea of being sensitive into the idea of what it really means of having this sensory intelligence. And what that really means, the way, the way that I, I like to think of it, is that we are born with a set of abilities that comes from our ability to process sensory data more deeply. And from that, it gives us a set of skills that means that we are experiencing the world as, we, as many of us know in a different way. But it means that we are intuiting information more deeply and what that essentially, the ability, the advantage essentially that that gives us is that in our specific fields of work, whether whatever uh, capacity that we're working at the moment, whether it's a consultant, a healer, a coach, whether we are um, employed in a particular role, we bring a very, very special set of skills and advantage to that role. And when we look at that in the global context, we are here to perform a very specific set of uh, roles and um, a very spe specific responsibility that we have to perform a very sp specific role. And that comes as a result of this high sensory intelligence, which I'm going to talk about in more detail. I'm very excited about it. But essentially, I'm here to help us to understand the importance of what this trait means for ourselves and the people that we're here to serve. Oh, I love it. I love your message. We are so aligned in, I mean, I completely believe that there is something really special in this population. I get to see it all the time and helping to, I mean, my mission has really been to help sensitive people find this balance in life because I completely believe that if we can lift off that layer of having an overstimulated nervous system, for example, then the gifts are underneath that. And, you know, you're a great example of that. You know, even maybe if you want to share a little bit about your personal story about you know, how this kind of came to be for you. How did you really discover this about yourself, about this population of people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I came, I, I, my, my journey started out in a, in a real place of uh, self-rejection, darkness, real negativity. Um, and it's been my own kind of hero's journey, if you like, that's brought me into the awareness of the importance of the abilities that the trait gives us. But for me, you know, it started out as, as a child, I had this incredibly visceral, sensorial experience. I can remember standing on the lawn as a child and all of my senses were kind of merging and flowing into one. So I was able to 
um, feel what the grass smelt like, I was able to feel the sunlight and feel the sort of flow of movement through life and everything. And as a, as a child, it was like this, this, this riveting playground that I just wanted to kind of explore. It was, a, it was an incredibly adventurous um, experience that I had as a child. But what, what happened was it was actually quite challenging for the people around me to understand this in me. And they had a you know, responsibility to try to get me to fit into society. And so, so this part of me was kind of um, was, was squashed in me. And, and I formed this false version of myself as a result. So by the time I had come through my teen years and by the time I came to about the age of 19, I had completely lost touch with who I was and why I was here. And I developed this really kind of, um, it was like a, a sense of grieving. It was a physical pain in my chest that uh, was calling me to try to reveal and try to uncover what had happened and try to make sense of myself, essentially. So rather than going to university or, or college, as it's called in the States, I, I went on this uh, mission abroad for about seven years. Uh, going to as many different personal development teachers and trainers and silent retreats and doing as much deep soul work as I could to try to peel away the layers of this part of myself that just didn't feel like me. I'd essentially kind of separated my heart and my body with my head. I'd sort of, I was very, very, um, I, I, was, I was in two different parts of myself, essentially. So through the practice of these, um, of these alignment techniques, energy alignment techniques that I learned and through meditation and through silencing, gradually I started to peel away the layers. And what began to happen was I, I started to experience this sensory experience again. I started to tune back into this gorgeous, playful garden that was in my heart and in my mind. And as the years started to progress, I began to learn that this extra sensory experience that I was having afforded me some very specific skills, especially in business and very much around in my ability to facilitate other people. And so as I was going along this path, I then realized, well, I was actually then introduced to the trait of um, sensory processing sensitivity. And suddenly everything made sense to me. It was like, okay, so I'm ex I, I have this difference and I have this kind of, uh, you know, this, this incredible gift essentially. But, but first of all, when I, when I first found out about it and uh, it was introduced me to me by this Reiki master that I was working with. And as soon as I Googled it and read it, I thought, well, that sounds like there's something wrong with me. And that is one of the, one of the things that really breaks my heart around this trait is that, you know, that we get this misinterpretation of what it means. And so as, the, as time went on and I, I started my own business, I've always been very entrepreneurial. I began to, I, I reached this kind of full circle where I began to very much experience this joyous playground of sensory kind of joy that I used to experience as a child. And I realized that this kind of flow of purpose and everything that I was so enthralled about and wanting to support and kind of do tasks for, I was, it was very much around how that flowed through people. And as a child, I was always intrigued as to how we were either in, in alignment with this flow around us, this kind of sort of benevolent purpose, or whether we were blocked. And so as an adult, I realized that my ability to feel and see, uh, see, see, see into um, people's makeup and their purpose alignment, and when they were out of alignment, 
allowed me to develop this facilitation process that I have that allows, that allows me to help people to align to why they're here, what their key skills and abilities are as light workers, and how to, how to tune into and turn those abilities into services and products in a business, essentially. Oh, well said, beautifully said. And I think we have some people actually really connecting with what you're saying too. Cecilia says that sounds a lot like her as a child. And I relate to that as well. That I think a lot of us kind of come from a place of, um, and we know this even in the research about this trait, that if our, maybe our parents didn't know about the trait, there's a chance that we're going to be experiencing anxiety, depression, things like that, because we didn't get the support we needed. We didn't feel understood. I know for myself, I had the same experience and what you were saying about sort of being disconnected and I often talk about it as like, I feel like I kind of had a mask on for a long time in, in my life. And it's like, I can't possibly reveal how sensitive I am to the world. I have to put this mask on with a smile and just kind of pretend that I'm okay. But, but in a sense, being very disconnected to, to what I had going on inside of me. And it sounds like we have such a shared passion about the fact that if we can reconnect to ourselves like that and find a, the balance that we need, we get to, like you were saying, the... Um, healers of the world for example i'm always saying that the healers the guides the the um innovators and 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 hsps make really wonderful leaders too and there's so many gifts inside of that and i just i just really love that you're sharing this and thanks for sharing your story too yeah my pleasure no thank you yeah it's some wonderful um points you just made there you know because in a sense, you know, we're kind of finding our feet with this trade. I mean, it's only really in the great scheme of things very recently that it's actually been identified and discovered. And, and I think, you know, no matter who we are, whether we have the trade or whether we don't have the trade, as human beings, it's so important that we do align to why we're here, to our own truth, and we find meaning in our lives. And I think as, you know, as, you're, as you're, you're saying there, because the trait has been misunderstood and, and so many of us have come from a place of self-rejection and, and many of us, you know, struggling with that to some degree or not right now, you know, it, 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 it really, um, the, the truth of it is, is and now that the, the opportunity that we have is, is, is to actually understand that mother nature has, has brought this trait into existence for a very, very good reason you know and and a part of it that fascinates me is that the trait is found in in a hundred other species of animals right um and uh, you know and and, and, when, and when they're when they're when they're um when they are researched and um sort of followed and, and watched the animals you know the, the 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 animals of the trait are used to check out new territories make sure there's enough nourishment make sure the territories are safe and that that information gets communicated they've discovered with the rhesus monkeys that when um, the monkeys are, are brought up by particularly skilled mothers. They make incredibly um, effective leaders. And from a human point of view, it's almost like we're, we're just realizing and working out the importance of this trait for, for in the human realm as just as important as it is in the, in the animal world. And in the animal world, you know, it's, it supports evolution. It makes sure that the, you know, the animals are, are looked after and, and being the best that they possibly can, being looked after in the best way. And so for us, as we're starting to learn this, we're, you know, we're starting to realize that 
not only how important it is for obviously us to find our own fulfillment, for us to align to meaning and make sure that we are doing the work that we're supposed to be doing, but there's this incredible responsibility that we have to support the leaders of the world, to be, you know, um, to making sure that whatever organizations and governments, um, all of the people with the trait are reporting to the leaders or becoming the leaders that they're born to, to be, you know, to make sure that we're evolving spiritually in the right way. And we're bringing all these incredible gifts and intuition um, and empathy and leadership skills, creativity that we have into service because that's what nature intended, you know, which is incredibly exciting, really. <laughs> Isn't it exciting? And I, I love talking about this. We could probably talk for hours and the entire day about this subject together. Mm. Uh, I, I love what you were saying about, um, you know, this, this trait really did evolve as a, there's a reason why. There's a reason why there's 20%. There's a reason why it's not 50-50. There's a reason why we're seeing this in animal populations. I mean, and like you were saying, 100 species, it's actually equal in gender as well. Um, and we have scientific proven research that this trait exists. It's not a disorder, but it's a trait. And it's a really important trait. And I, I love thinking about it in terms of like when we lived out on the land and the people with this trait were the guides. They were the healers. They were the leaders. They were the ones who had extra information to know is this a safe place for our tribe to be? Is that tribe over there uh, a tribe we can, we can trust? Because we have all this extra information with this trait that allows us to have that ability um, to be really important leaders. And I love what you're saying about, you know, sharing the empathic part of this leadership. It's such an important thing to be talking about this right now, especially we're getting a lot of um, wonderful, uh, comments coming in too. And uh, maybe we'll read a few of them just to see what people are saying and stay connected to you all. Yeah, we have some people saying, um, relating to what you were talking about the arc and detaching and kind of falling into a pit. Marion said that was from Dave. Marion says, um, I love this as I think we can all relate uh, or we wouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, Diana says, um, yeah, she, she agrees and uh, she realizes that she felt different than her own family. It's wonderful to connect with other empaths from all over the world. We have a family that understands. Absolutely. That's what I love about this coming together like this. That's so important is that we need to be together and we need to have these kinds of discussions. Um, yeah. You know, it's so, it's so incredibly important, right? Yeah, absolutely. It really is it, very, very important. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, there's the, the power of community for us. I think it is it really is incredibly important, um, you know, because I, I think well, we have that tendency to, to want to kind of hide and sort of hide in perfectionism and not let anyone know quite that we have this sort of different experience of the world around us. You know, that's that's not a uh, that's not the right place for us to be. It's very much about us sharing who we are. Um, and by being community, that gives us a lot more sort of confidence and, and the energy of each other, I think, is, is so important as well. Yes, I totally agree with you. It's a way for, that's what I see in my sensitive empowerment community. It's a way where we talk about our experiences of, be, of being sensitive people. We have a space to, to do that. And I think it's such an important thing because um, it's the opposite. Like if we're, if we're feeling misunderstood and not valuable in the world, I have to say, and I know Will, you're going to agree with me. It's the exact opposite of that, that there's so there's a, there's 1.4 billion of us in the world. If this is 20% of the population. So there's a lot of us out there 
And the thing is, is because we are 20% of the population, we're used to being surrounded by 80% who don't have this trait and really do experience the world in a different way. We even have brain differences. So there, there are real differences between us. And I think Will and I are both here to say to you that these differences are needed in the world and they are valuable. And we need to rise up together with this gathered strength because I think we're stronger when we're together and we're talking together. Um, and it's the opposite that we need to be in a space to understand that you are so gifted and how do we help you really release those gifts into the world because they are so needed. Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It's very much about, you know, uh, raising the awareness and supporting each other, encouraging each other, being, being excited about, uh, about the gifts that you have. And, and I think the sounds here, I just want to make sure everybody has their, um, they're muted. We have such a large audience today. It's hard for me to mute everybody, but please make sure you're muted if you're listening. You, you may be able to mute that your end, I think. Okay. Yeah, I just muted one person. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to mute a, a few people that are unmuted so we don't hear all these extra sounds and we make sure we can hear you. Yeah. Yes. I, I was just going to say, you know, um, I think what, what has really helped me along the way is you know, sometimes it's wonderful to hear that, yes, we have these gifts and how important we are. And, you know, and a hundred percent, that is very, very much the message. But I think also what, what's, what's important for us on an individual basis is kind of like, well, how do I connect with that part of myself? You know, for many of you on the call today, um, I, it would be wonderful for you to come away with uh, a grasp and a, an understanding of just how you can connect with that and how you can kind of learn to really bring that into the world. And, and one of the ways that I've, I've really done that in myself is by, is by really paying attention to how I actually experience the world. Because one of the sort of the greatest um, aha moments for me was when I was being facilitated by a very skilled um, person with the trade. And he asked me the question, um, what, um, I can't exactly what it was. He said, what is your reality? How, how do you experience the world from your own reality? It was, it was something along those lines. And all of these pennies dropped because I suddenly realized that the way that I was experiencing the world, I'd been, I thought, I, I'd been kind of keeping it a secret. I didn't want to tell anyone that actually, you know, that, that actually the way that I, so I've, I've got this kind of like, this big sort of um, field of sensory feeling that's out here. And, and it's very much connected with this flow of things. And when I'm around other people, I can, I can feel people's energy around me and I can feel this kind of connection to the greater context. And, and when I'm kind of in that sensory experience, it is a very different way than m many other people that I talk, I talk to. And the, the ownership of that in me was a huge piece. It was like, rather than thinking, well, I'm never going to tell anyone that because everyone's going to think I'm mad. It's like, actually, no, I'm actually going to be in this and I'm going to talk about it to the right people. And I'm going to share it with people who also perhaps have a high sensory experience or people that I know that can facilitate me. And through that process, what I've realized is the way that I experience the world is very much tied to my gift and the ability that I have and also to the journey that I've been on. So my own journey of kind of coming from a place of self-rejection and my, my hero's journey of coming round again to understanding that I'm here to facilitate others. And I've learned that what's most important to me is supporting other light workers to claim their gifts and how I can facilitate them to do that. So the piece that I'm, I'm really kind of coming to here is that 
the way that we can tune into what our gift is, is, is being very honest about how we see the world, lining it up with what's most important to us. What do we really value? You know, what is it in the world that we see that's out of place that we really want to make a difference with? And how has our, our own journey and our own experience through life trained us to be an expert in this area? And those three things I found have been hugely helpful for myself and other people that I work with to really think, actually, you know what, that does make sense. I am kind of designed to be very good in this particular field. And I think that gives us a real good starting block to then understand what the workers we're going to do, how we can be of more service to people in particular circumstances and environments and how we can stand up and be confident about who we are with the trade. Uh, yes, well said. Because if we're putting energy points into hiding who we are or trying to, um, you know, feeling so misunderstood, feeling different, feeling wrong in some way. And I think so many of us, that's the amazing thing to me is that how wrong so many of us are sort of raised to think that this trait is within us. But it's such of the opposite as what we're talking about today. And if we can put that energy into really harnessing our gifts instead of trying to you know cover up who we are it's it's such a beautiful thing and I, I i get so excited when i meet people like you that are doing the kind of work you're doing because you are lifting up the the healers of the world the you know the the people that have this trait and and if we can and i feel the same if we can lift up some of these um beautiful empathic sensitive leaders and and help them kind of rise above in the world because if you can imagine just the ricochet effect of that right one person you're helping and that all the people that they help and and that really excites me and i've seen such a change in even even just the discussion about this trait the, when i first started nobody had heard of this trait i i was giving workshops to therapists like nobody had even heard of it and so to see how much now people are talking about it and we're hoping you're getting the right kinds of information about it too but to, to see your excitement about this, Willow, matching my excitement about this makes it really fun to talk with you. Oh, bless you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Yes, it, it, it really is. It really is very exciting. And, and, and I, I, you know, I, I just have to acknowledge you there, um, the work that you've done over the years to stand behind the trait. And as you say, you know, running workshops when people hadn't heard of it and you've, you know, your persistence and your commitment to it is just amazing. You know, and I, because I've, I've actually, I've actually been following you for some years. I have to say, I've, I've known that you've been out there and uh, I'm so wonderful that we're, that we're finally connecting. So you, oh, you really so have been a, yeah, you really have been a light out there in, in the masses. So. Um, oh, how, how wonderful to hear that. I, I love that. And I, I love like um, having a chance to meet people like you and bring you into um, into the light, you know, to, to share with other people. And it, it's such a amazing thing to really connect with all these amazing HSP leaders. And, and I always say it's like you are a, such a great example of sensitive empowerment, what I consider to be sensitive empowerment, because you've come from a place of struggling and darkness, just like many of us have. And I think that when we can connect to ourselves and do the work we need to do to, to sort of do healing work as well as reframing work about our experiences and who we are. Um, it's, it's such a powerful thing to share that real part of us. And, and, and I try to do that too, share the real vulnerable parts of myself and the things that I struggle with as a sensitive person and what helps me. 
And, and to be real with each other in general is such an important thing that there's no such thing as perfection and that we're all on this journey of growth. And um, it's so powerful when we can come together and talk like this. So yay, I'm yeah. so happy that I found you. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it really is. It, it's, it, it is incredibly powerful. And, and, you know, and also, I think, um, you know, we do have our challenges. And, and I love the fact you've, you know, you've talked about, there's a couple of things, great things you've mentioned there. What, you know, you've talked about the vulnerability and, you know, and the fact that, you know, we, because, because we are processing data more deeply, we're experiencing things, you know, life is turned up to 11 sometimes as it, as it feels like. It's like, yeah, we, you know, we, it's okay that we need more downtime and it's okay that, you know, we can't necessarily go, go shopping and then go to a club and then go to a jazz thing or whatever, you know, all these other things that um, people tend to do. It, it's, it's absolutely fine that we have these particular needs and this, and this extra self-care and for us to be able to communicate that and, under, and, and bring that kind of under the umbrella of who we are. Because the, the, the key part here is that unless we have this extrasensory data and the challenges that come with that, we wouldn't have this greater ability that we have to intuit more information to be the empathic leaders that we are you know to be the incredible visionaries that we are you yeah. know it's it, it's it's just embracing the fact that it's like you know it's, we're like racing cars we can't go off road and kind of go on long distances we do amazing things and then we need a service we do amazing things with a service you know and that's okay you know Yes, exactly. That's okay. And because we're taking in so much information, I often talk about it as like a container, the nervous system. And if we're, you know, 80% of the population is just dumping a few cups into that nervous system container, we're dumping in hundreds of cups. And, right. and that is information that we use for um, that that's extra that a lot of people don't have that the majority don't have and I want to read Annabelle's comment she says this resonates for me very much taking the ownership of it and claiming the gift absolutely I think that is so important we do need more downtime and that will be part of how you access those gifts right I mean to take that amount of downtime that you need to, to do what you need to do to, to find balance um, it opens up this portal into such beautiful gifts. You are an example of that today, Willow, about what you are doing in the world and sharing with us. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, and, and also, you know, the, the vulnerable side of kind of the ownership really comes from that. You know, the Brené Brown, you know, as we know, she's done some amazing work around vulnerability. And actually, you know, when, when we, um, through being truly honest about our, reality and our what we value most and and the gifts that we have and and actually really showing up to show that and sometimes you know when we are who we know we are some people aren't going to like it and some people are going to like it and you know when we first start doing that it's very much very important to do that around the right people in our own community and start to share how we're really feeling what really is most important to us the work that we really want to do and just practice being in that space of vulnerability because that is very much the access to our soul's alignment and purpose and from that comes the power that we are all trying to bring into the world and there's this other piece you, you mentioned just now about leadership and I, I think it's it's so important for us to remember that some of the greatest leaders and change makers that we've ever seen in history are now known to have had the trait. Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, Mother Teresa, Thomas Edison, Princess Diana. I mean, there's a big list of them, right? And when we think about why they were so effective at, at what they did is because they all had 
a, a bigger vision for change in the world. They all came from a particular, a very difficult um, sort of beginning in their life that they didn't give up on and they knew that it was fueling them towards the particular change that they wanted to make. And because of the skills of empath empathic leadership, it meant that they had the ability to you know, um, to enroll other people, enroll the masses into the vision, into the, into the greater vision that was going to do good for all, you know, to understand the needs of everyone, the, the way to um, tune into people to their own why and, and how that why is connected to the bigger why and then create these incredible movements in evolution and changes that they made in the world. And, you know, we have that trait. We have, we have that trait that they had. And, you know, there's, I can't think of a better example of why we should feel great about the fact that we are part of that. You know. Yes. Oh, I love that you're bringing this up and talking about the leaders in history. And I 100% believe that some of the most talented people in the world actually have this trait. And I will stand by that statement because I know it to be true. Um, <laughs> And I agree with what you, what you were saying about the, the need for vulnerability because vulnerability is how we connect to each other. That is exactly how we connect to each other. And yet it's one of the hardest things for a lot of sense of people to do. We've got, I know many of us start out with a wall up uh, trying to protect ourselves and you know, from, from feeling things that are hard to feel and we are deep feelers in the world. And there's a lot of judgment attached to those feelings. And if we can allow ourselves to go, yeah, I am a deep feeler in the world. I'm going to feel things deeply and that's okay. That is okay to feel things deeply. And I am going to take steps to take care of myself, to practice self-compassion, to practice the self-care that I need. And then I will continue to be okay. And I, I've always loved, I, something personally for me that kind of helped me understand and sort of um, you know, sort of uh, accept myself even more was thinking about, I, I love the visual of imagining people living on land and how we used to live in tribes and, and the healers, for example, of that tribe who had this trait and had these extra gifts of healing, they weren't necessarily hanging out with the tribe all the time. <laughs> they, you know, they would do healing and then they would be alone and they would have their time to sort of uh, recover because there's, there's sort of a need for rest and recovery in order to uh, access all these gifts and to share them. And, and sensitive people are such givers in the world where tend to be, I mean, somebody needs help. It's the, it's a sensitive person who jumps up to help them. And the only thing that I found missing is that we need to make sure that we're also taking care of ourselves. That tends to get skipped. We tend to be at the bottom a lot and I, and that will not allow us to, to share our gifts with the world if we're not doing that. And um, I, I love the uh, thinking about sensitive people of like an orchid flower. Yeah. that the orchid needs a little kind of extra care in a different, in a particular way. But when it gets the right kind of care, blooms brilliantly, right? And that is the sensitive person. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And, and you know, it's such a great uh, sort of analogy or way to visualize the role that we would play in a tribe of people you know, typically as spiritual leaders or as healers, you know, people that would come in um, and we would perform a particular role. And, and because that role would be so impactful for the tribe, it may, it may be kind of run of the mill for us, but the fact that we give the advice that we give and we give the kind of energetic 
um, sort of response to things and the energetic flow that we give. And, and as you say, we give so much. And then it would be very normal for us to then retreat from that and then go and be in our space. And then, you know, the tribe would really benefit just from that short time that we were there. But because of our abilities, we would have this great impact on, on the people. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's really wonderful. And, and also, you know, um, this vulnerability piece, I think it's so fascinating because as the more that we do connect with people exactly in the way that you said, you know, I think, um, there's a tendency for us when we do hide and, and obviously many of us are introverted and there's a percentage of us that are, that are extroverted. And I think if, if we feel like we, you know, uh, being around people is difficult for us, that can very much be the case, but it doesn't mean that when we are around people that we're not creating this incredible effect and, and raising people up and having a wonderful impact on people's lives. It's a way for us to choose how we do that. And, you know, through being vulnerable with ourselves and our abilities, that creates a bigger connection with other people if we're being honest and really open and just, you know, tuning into who we really are because it is so important for us to be around others and sharing our gifts with other people. It, it's such an important part of who we are to find our flow with that, I think. Yeah, I, I like that you talked about the, it kind of made me think about how it's important for us to choose where our energy goes. And wow. um, I've often in my books and stuff talked about it, a story about imagining life is like a raft and our life is life is like a river and you have this raft and sensitive people tend to pull everybody into their raft. You need help. You need help. I'm going to pull you into my raft. And pretty soon we're all drowning and that doesn't help the world. That doesn't help anybody that's drowning. And that the concept of it is, is that you need to keep your own raft strong. You know, the, the saying, put your oxygen mask on before assisting others. Right. And, because I, I, I like this visual of imagining that if I'm keeping my raft strong, I actually can see ahead and I can say, hey, you need something over there. There's a stick that you can grab and you can pull yourself out of this river and you can help yourself and I can help you keep your raft strong, but I can't pull everybody into my raft or then I can't help anybody. Uh, right. So the concept of you have so much to give as a sensitive person and, and many people need you in the world. And it, it is really our responsibility that we have to do what works for us. We can't follow the guidelines that the 80% and the majority are doing. Um, and I have big dreams and visions, and I think you do too, Willow, about changing things in the workplace, you know, no, no open office plans, for, uh, keeping uh, the ability to work from home more often, to get out of commutes, for companies to harness this gift. I know you've written about this, and I feel really passionate about this as well that yeah. there's so many unharnessed gifts of this population that really need to be, I mean, we need to do things differently so that we can harness these gifts. And um, I'll read a couple of comments. Dave says, true about uh, leaders. I spent 23 years in the US Army and can say absolutely that my best leaders were in tune with their emotions and those of others. Yes, thank you, Dave, wow. for sharing that. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, and someone says, one of my mantras is you can only serve others from your overflow. Before learning this, it felt so selfish to do self-care. Yeah, we need to change that message that self-care is not selfish. In fact, it is the exact opposite of that. It's, it's about giving yourself downtime, giving yourself time to attune into yourself 
so that you can access, this, this is where all the uh, questions and answers that you have in your life are inside of you. And being able to get off that bullet train of living, how you know life is moving too fast and really slowing down and starting to connect deeply to yourself is such a powerful thing. Um, Cecilia says, does Willa have suggestions on how to share the message with non-HSPs, uh, especially those who may be resistant, for example, employers and family members? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. And ah, wow, I, I have explored this all throughout my life. Um, and I, I have to say that um, there are always going to be people in our lives that uh, it, it's, it, we must make a choice from the outset as to who we are going to share our experience and what it means to be an HSP and why. There, you know, we need to make sure that we are um, sharing, connecting with the right people. Because, in, I often view our kind of our abilities as when we first kind of get our heads around what our skills and gifts are. It's a bit like a little plant that's growing, and we need to nurture that plant and give it warmth and attention. Eventually, once we've nurtured it over time, it becomes a tree, and it doesn't matter who comes and bumps into it. But when it's little, we can't afford for it to be continuously knocked over. So that's the first piece is like, who are we talking to about what's most important to us and why? And if, if we're just trying to do it to get acknowledgement or we're trying to do it to make sense of ourselves, then often that's coming from the wrong place and it just gets thrown back at us. So, however, um, it is very, very important to support the people around us to understand that we do have particular needs and also to, for other people around us to understand that we have these gifts and abilities to share and we have a very important message and we have a very important input on things, especially within our families and within our, within our local communities. And I think what's important is not to kind of go too much into the spiritual and, and into the woo-woo with people who perhaps don't have the trait, because then we kind of, the important thing is not to separate ourselves. We don't want to make ourselves feel better than other people in any way. And we don't want to make other people feel better than us in any way. We're very much all here for a reason. And so I think there are some ground rules in how, in how we communicate and share our sort of needs and expectations. But I do think it's very important for uh, family members to understand our needs and for us to, you know, for us to talk about it in a way where we're not coming across that, oh, I, I have these needs and you've got to take care of me or you've got to kind of, you know, treat me in this particular way. It, it's understanding that, you know, we have these particular abilities and strengths, but they also, it also means that there are particular needs that we have and perhaps areas of life that we do struggle with and we need more support with. So it's thinking about sample sentences and being able to communicate it in a way where people are going to feel safe and empowered themselves in the way that we communicate it. And the same time that we're feeling safe and empowered in the way that we're communicating, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And I think coming from a place of <clears throat> education is important too. just educating people about the trait is such an important thing that this is a real thing. Uh, I think in the workplace, sensitive people uh, oftentimes are very, uh, I mean, in fact, we even have research that shows this, that they rate highest um, according to supervisors. And I see this, I know many sensitive people put so much into their work and often are considered very valuable. Um, mm. And so you, if that's your situation at work, <clears throat> to consider saying things like, you know, I work my best when, 
I work my best when um, I don't have to have this commute, um, when I can have, uh, <clears throat> maybe I can take uh, some of the days to work from home. I'd like to try that for a couple of weeks um, and, let's, and let's touch base on how that works. You know, just coming up with creative ways and solutions to actually approach this conversation, bringing up the, the piece of education about the trait that's really important. And um, sharing, I think it's, uh, even, if it's a, even if it's a parent needing downtime or you need downtime in your own home to be able to say to your family, you know, I just, I love spending time with you and I've learned about myself that I really need to have a certain amount of downtime to be my best in the world. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into my room for a couple of hours and then when I'm done, I'll come out and join everybody. You know, just some, a simple sentence like that can be really helpful because what you're sharing is, this is how I am my best. Mm, beautiful. That makes, yeah, I love that. It makes so much sense. That's a really, really great way of looking at it. Yeah, it, absolutely right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not something that we've made up, you know, it's the fact that it is a real trait and it has its, has its you know, um, and we have our needs around it. And, and as you say, to be our best, this is the best way that I, or this is the way that I like to nurture and look after myself. Yeah. yeah, and be careful about who you're spending time with and that you're giving your energy with too. We, I think that's an important piece and you touched on that too, Willow, a little bit about, um, you know, I th and, and we know that there's about 70% of this, uh, people with this trait are introverts and 30% are extroverts. So it's not the same thing as introversion, but many of us are. Um, and to get to know what your needs are around that and to be able to express it. And what I've seen most of all in this trade is that many of us don't even know what our needs are because we're so focused on what other people need. And so really spending some time uh, on your, like in nature, on your own, to really reflect on who you are, to <clears throat> work with a therapist or someone, a healer if you need it for helping you to heal parts of your life and reframe parts of your life so that you can. And I think many of us who are in leadership positions today, including myself, have done that have done the internal works to be able to show up in the world um, and, and be able to share who I am and what I need to be my best in the world. And I think that we have to be careful about needing to be in a place of needing to please everybody or needing perfection. And that's, <laughs> those are both parts of our trait that exist for a reason. I think that um, it, we were put here too, to, as, and this evolved for a reason, this trait that we want to get things done right the first time. And, and can you imagine a, a human population without a group of people that, that really did double check and triple check things to make sure it was done well and right? We need that in the world. We just have to be careful not to get stuck in perfection, right? Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> Most of us have. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it could be, uh, be a crippling state. <laughs> Nothing gets done and we don't get anywhere and like... Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, yes, it's, I, yeah, it's absolutely right. I think, um, yeah, it, it's, perfection is an interesting one because I, I think it's, it's part of, um, part of hiding. You know, we want to kind of, we don't, we don't want to be seen by making everything kind of perfect around us. We're less likely to be challenged. I think there's, there's something around that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the, bringing up the sort of the workplace and the family, it, it, it really is very important for us to learn how to communicate that in the best way. And it's practicing, you know, it's practicing, um, talking about it, but it's very much understanding that, you know, we are, we have an incredibly important role to play. And therefore, 
you know, understanding our needs, it's, it's so important to get that, that framing right, that we are here for a very particular purpose and we bring a great deal of advantage to workplaces, to our families, you know, to, to, to all areas of life. Um, and, and therefore, you know, the fact that we have these needs and yes, sometimes we get it wrong and sometimes it's a bit of a challenge, that's okay, but we must focus on the why that those challenges are there. And I think that's, that's something else to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. What are what are some of your favorite types of uh, self care that you do to keep yourself balanced? Yeah, absolutely. I, one one of the key areas that that took me a long time to learn is is not overdoing things, um, especially you know being in in business. Uh, there's always a tendency to want to work all hours and all days, um, and you know, and I and I did that for many years. And and yes, I got things done. But actually, what I learned was when I did stop and allow myself to recuperate i'm so much more productive and i'm a lot happier which makes me much more effective at what i do and people want to be around me you know so so i have a i have a um a schedule now where i love to get up early so i you know i get up early in the morning and i naturally wake up early but i don't tend to work late you know i tend to get up at six and i start working at nine but i stop working at at seven at the latest six or seven if i go past that seven i go into eight sometimes I feel it the next day. I can feel that I've got a bit of a time debt or whatever that, that phrase is. So now that I have my, my, my time schedule in place and I've got regular breaks, I can feel when I'm getting overwhelmed and I'm overdoing it. And I go for a walk. Walking in nature for me helps me rebalance enormously and sticking to it, you know, making sure that I do get out from in front of my, my laptop or whatever I'm doing and I go and spend that time recuperating, making sure that I'm eating properly for me is key. There's, it's no use in me just grabbing things on the go and not eating properly. That, it does affect how I feel, it affects my energy levels. Um, and also, you know, taking time to do stuff that I love and feeling joyous and playful. I think there's so much sort of, um, there's so much kind of stigma around the trait where we, we tend to kind of, I know I'm guilty of this myself as well, I tend to be really serious about it. And like I've got to kind of fight the good fight and I've got to kind of, you know, do everything I can to make the difference that I know that I'm born to make. And, and I tend to, I, there's a tendency I think to take everything a bit too seriously. Um, and, and just freeing ourselves up to allow ourselves to be playful. I mean, we experience the world in such an incredibly beautiful way. And for us to just allow that, for us to go and do the things that we love, um, and to really kind of cherish this relationship that we have with the world, I think, is, is very important for me. Oh, <clears throat> thank you for sharing that. That was really beautiful. And I, I totally relate to what you were saying. And I know many sensitive people that you tell me it's like, oh, I don't have time to take this, you know, two hours of downtime that you're recommending or take this day off. But I always say I try it for a week or two and see the difference because you're, you actually get more accomplished and you're more efficient, you're more focused when you've had that rest and downtime. And you were talking about something important that you're attuned to what you're experiencing. And I feel the same thing that now I pay attention. It's like I can feel my nervous system motors start to get too, you know, too high. It's like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little frank, frantic. I've got that energy that I'm feeling inside of me that it doesn't feel so good. What do I need to do to take care of that? Okay, I need to slow down get in nature. That is such a huge one to spend time in nature. And I love what you were saying about joy, um, making sure that you're taking in joy. And I think a lot of us don't realize that 
um, not only are we challenged in certain areas, but we also have these amazing positives that, I mean, when, when I'm looking at a sunset, for example, I can almost be moved to tears. It's, it's so beautiful. And, or, the, or if I'm looking into the eyes of my pet, one of my pets, for example, or these birds that I feed every morning, it's like, it, it brings me so much joy and so much pleasure. And I always like to mention that, you know, understanding the brain too, that our brain has a negativity bias, all humans do. And that also evolved as part of how we survived by paying attention to threats. Mm -hmm. But what we know is that it takes up to 20 seconds of really soaking something in for, for the positives to get filled up. So if you think about the brain as having sort of a negative tank and a positive tank, the negatives just go in really instantly. So you have to be really careful about what you're taking in. If you're deep diving into tragic or, or difficult stories um, in the news, things like that, it can be too much. So you need to make sure you're practicing the balance and, and intentionally filling up that positive tank. So the, you know, the next time you see a sunset or a sunrise or, or you're able to get into nature, try to do that regularly. It is, it will absolutely change your life. It is, I mean, if I, 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 I intentionally do it every day because it is how I stay balanced. And I love that you're talking about that too. It's like, it is incredible, right? When you actually let yourself slow down and, 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 and attune and connect into nature, even if it's a plant that you have inside your home, I mean, it's really amazing how it makes us feel. Wow. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely right. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. We, it's, 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 it's an incredible gift. Part of the gift that we have, that we're able to experience things as deeply as that. You know, you're absolutely right. Looking into the eyes of our pets or watching amazing movies or going to the theater, you know, we, it moves us so much. We have this incredibly huge experience. And, and that's to be shared with others. And it's, it's a part of the tapestry of our lives and so many benefits come from that. But I think it's, it is really important, you know, to uh, give ourselves those gifts and allow ourselves to, to stay positive. And you're absolutely right about the negative bias. And I make sure that during my day, I have kind of um, like in the evening when I can feel myself getting tired and I can feel myself, you know, if I've really overdone it some days, I feel myself wanting to descend. I just put something silly on the TV or on YouTube, something playful or comedic, something that I know is going to make me laugh, or I put on particular music. And it's amazing how quickly my state shifts because I tune into that positive thing so deeply. And I think it's really, it's a great um, habit to get into, to have little rewards for us during the day of things that are going to lift us and keep us happy. Yeah. And we experience it even more deeply, just like we feel everything more deeply. So really intentionally doing that, right? Like intentionally spending this time to, to fill up your, your positive tank, to feel the joy. Um, and somebody says music. Yes, music is a powerful experience for us as well. Music and art uh, and creativity. The, the, um, I love the, how when I'm working with uh, sensitive people, when they have their creativity restored like if you give yourself enough of that downtime to find that balance the creative flow really gets strong in us and i mean anything can happen when when we've got that uh when we're connecting to that creativity oh we have just a few, really just a few minutes left but i want to kind of give you a chance to say anything else that you wanted to um share if you want to open it up to a few questions what do you what do you think is good for now will 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd be, I'd be delighted to to open up for more questions. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, it, it's wonderful that there's so many of us here, and that I'm always open to. Um, you know, if, if people can't get all their questions answered right now, then, you know, please do get in contact with me. I'm on social media or through the website. I would love to connect with you and support you in any way that I can. Oh, wonderful. And I'll read off a few of the questions if you guys have, want to put some down. But I also, while, while people are putting in their questions, why don't you let us know how do people, how can people find you um, after this? Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so my website is in luminance. So it's um, I indigo November, I N and then luminance in luminance.com. And on the front page of the website there, I run regular masterclasses. So uh, every month I do a masterclass where I talk about how we can consciously make this shift from sensitivity into sensory intelligence. And so if that's resonating for you, then on the form of the, of the website there, you can fill those details in and join me on the masterclass. Um, and also, uh, you know, you can book sessions with me. I'd be delighted to, to have a session with you to, you know, talk things through. It just, you know, I, even if that was just a, um, an initial conversation, there'd be no cost for that. I'd be delighted to have, you know, just to kind of check in and see if there's anyone I, I can support you. But the, but the best way, because um, <laughs> the best way is, is through the masterclass. That would be um, a great way for me to share very much about this process that I do. Ah, oh, beautiful. And I know we're getting some questions about how people can find this recording. This recording will be made available in my sensitive empowerment community. This is our 23rd event and we record everything. So we have a really incredible HSP library of amazing events, amazing guest speakers. You can find all that information on sensitiveconnection.com to join us for the community. And that's where the recording will be. Um, and we really appreciate, Willow, what you're offering as well and encourage people to visit your website. Um, so let's go through some of these questions. Um, Dave's asking, is there a way to opt into a connection list for those of us willing to put out information? Um, and I'm, I'm guessing we both have a, a newsletter. You can find my newsletter too on sensitiveconnection.com where I put out a weekly newsletter. And Willow, do you have a newsletter that you put out as well? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if, if you um, put your details in for the masterclass, whether you even if you attend or not, then absolutely you, you come onto our list and you would get the newsletter. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. That's a great way to stay connected to Willow too, is to join the newsletter. Uh, or if you're interested in joining mine, I, I think uh, that's a really great way to stay connected. Um, let's see what else we got. Lots of, I just love that we have so many comments today. I know I was not able to keep up with all of them. Um, but, uh, thank you for being here, everybody too. Uh, yeah. Diana says, thank you for bringing us Willow and Julie. Thank you for participating in the evolved empath summit where I met you. Okay, great. I'm glad you were able to watch that. Um, and so glad I connected with you and could join this meeting today. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you could too. Carlin yeah. says, uh, thank you so much for opening this up for everyone. So grateful for this. Um, and uh, Cecilia says, thank you so much, Julie and Willow. I will, I feel inspired to share my HSP gifts with the world. I feel like the world needs us now more than ever. Totally agree with you, Cecilia. And I'm so glad that this inspired you. Scott says, thank you so much. Um, Eva says, I, I really love the transformative power of the shift from sensitive into sensory intelligence. It is so empowering. Thank you so much, both of you. There has been a very valuable um, much love to you all. Tafkar says, thank you so much for 
to both of you. Uh, Colleen, um, let's see, is there a similarity in astrological charts of HSPs? Uh, thanks so much for this today. Do you want to answer that? Sorry, I, I got distracted. I, I know I, I recognized the name. I just said hello to someone. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> I know it's wonderful to see uh, all these comments rolling in. Um, somebody's asking about is there a similarity in astrological charts of HSPs? Wow. Okay. Yes, uh, that, that's that's a great question. Um, I think. Um, whew, how can I best answer that? Um, I, I, what I'm fascinated in right now is your interest in astrology, um, as, as a, uh, in, in yourself. Um, I think that, in fact, I think um, I did have a, a client once that was, a, was an astrologist, and there were some incredible abilities that they were able to bring into their work through the practice of astrology and how it aligned with their kind of extrasensory awareness of these things um, and how it enhanced their work. Um, but I think also, you know, it's going your ability as an HSI or an HSP, whichever way you, you refer to it, is, is very much going to enhance your work in astrology, if that's kind of what you mean. Um, I'm not quite sure whether I've answered that as well as I could have died. Uh, whether you can maybe say something about that as well, Julie? Oh, well, I'm, I, well, there's so many great questions coming in. Um, um, I'm going to also just get to another quick question uh, mm. that, that a lot of people ask. And I'm curious yeah. about what you have to say about this, Willow, is kind of the connection between HSP and empath. Do you want to say anything about that? Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a key area. So, um, I mean, I, from my kind of research and over the years, I think that we are, I mean, we have more mirror neurons than um, the 80%, which means that we have the ability, our, our empathic abilities are advanced and heightened uh, with the trait of sensory processing sensitivity. We are born empaths. It's, it's a great part of our role in the world. It means that we're able to understand how other people are feeling, but we have the intelligence to be able to respond in the right way, support people in the right way. It's not about just us being you know, taking on other people's feelings. It's about how we can support other people because we understand how they're feeling. And, and, and hence why we make such amazing leaders because we have that higher level of, of empathy. But I think we are, we are natural empaths. I think emp high levels of empathy comes with the trait. I think it's a very important part of who we are and what we do. Yeah. Oh, Willow, this has been, I, I could talk with you all day, honestly, and I, I hope we get to talk again like this. It's yeah. been such a pleasure to have you and uh, really thank you for your time today and what a special time to be able to connect like this with people all over the world. I just love that we could and I just really want to say to you how grateful I am that you have shared yourself and that you came to um, share with our community and I'm so glad you're in the world doing what you're doing and I can tell you are a very special person with a bright light and oh. just thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's been an absolute delight to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And thank you so much, all you guys, for being on the call today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope we can do it again sometime. Yes, I sure hope so. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. And as I said, we'll be having a recording of this in my sensitive empowerment community. Um, and it's a really special space and I invite you to join us. We have, for anybody that needs it, we also have a referral list to therapists and doctors and healers and coaches and they're all HSPs themselves. 
and I have this referral list in my community as an extra sense of support for you. I have uh, done some wonderful podcast meditations just to kind of help support everybody right now. And uh, there's even a sensitivity quiz that you can take on my website. So check that out at sensitiveconnection.com. Thank you everybody for being here. I am just so happy and grateful that you could share this time with us today. And uh, I, I wanna just make sure that I tell everybody that you are very valuable and I am so happy that you're in the world. So thank you all for being here today and you take really good care of yourselves and let's be together right now in, in all these online ways that we have. Uh, check out Willow's website too and all the wonderful things that he offers. So thank you again for being here. Oh, I love you guys. Everybody take good care of yourselves out there in the world. Thank you bye so bye. much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Explore all my episodes and share them with other HSPs who might need extra support and empowerment, too. You may also like to stay connected by subscribing to my free weekly newsletter for HSPs at hspblog.com. Take extra good care of your beautiful self.